Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey, y'all. This is April. Hey, it's Caroline. And. This is your bloody happy hour. It is. We are back. We're thirsty and we hope that you are too. Yes. And we got a good story. So right now we're not going to go straight into it yet. It's coming, but I need you to get your drink ready or your popcorn or, um, I don't know, like it's going to be a juicy good one. It's going to be a juicy good one. But first, while you're getting all that stuff ready, go ahead and go to Apple podcasts and, You should rate, review, and subscribe to Bloody Happy Hour. Write a little little review and send it to at least 28 friends (laughs) and just tell them how great it is. That is really all you have to do. And maybe you could email us a fun little story. That would be neat. That would be neat. Yeah. RRS, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Um, Caroline, somebody's asking about merch. I mean, I just got a text message. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah. Listen, I've, <laughs> here's my issue. I. She'll basically have hoodies ready at spring break. <laughs> I have all these ideas and then they just evolve over time. And April just has to be like, stop. That's what we're doing. Let's go. So they're ready. We just need to make a little Google Doc for y'all to, or whatever, for y'all to kind of to order, order them. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah, or maybe it already has. Maybe and maybe it already has. It airs. Listen, we're gonna do it. We okay. got this. This is great. This is great. This is they so great. are actually some great. Um, I think they look pretty designs, good. like great designs. Yeah. And we were just talking that we have to slowly get rid of our CG stuff and replace it with BHH stuff. Yes. So because that's literally half my wardrobe yeah, is. Yeah. Well, it's still going to continue to be sweatshirts and sweat- <laughs> t-shirts and hats, but now it's now just, just going to have different <laughs> writing on it. Bloody happy hour. Um, I know this is a little bit uh, old, but okay. First of all, let me just tell you that really quickly. Do you have to, do you watch TikToks? Yeah. Not all the time, but I have. I do. Okay. Well, you know, there's times where you just, once you get on it, it yeah, it sucks it's you like in. the Chinese, they really know what they're doing. They know what you like. They know what I like, at least, because they just keep sending like the next video. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. No, I'm done. No, yeah. I'm done. no. So, anyways, there's video. It was like this highway. I guess it was like out in California or something. It's like this big armored truck, like this money truck, Brinks or something. Yeah. Like it, like crashed or something, and <gasps> and literally like money is going everywhere. Where, what are this, people doing? And why are they TikToking it and not? 
because helping Haley, them pick it up and put it back in the truck. Uh, okay, <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's got like a tracking device on the money. So all these people everywhere are just like picking up this money, money, money. I mean, and this is like three weeks old or whatever, but still, it's like they're picking it up, picking it up, and they're like stuffing it in their shirts. <laughs> and they're like, like, but there's the one video where it's like it shows the people, like these people pull over on the side of the highway, like get out the car, go get them. I mean, what would you do? I could not steal. Oh. I literally, I stole one time in my life, and it was a pair of See, pants. See, the issue is. Shorts, and I was punished literally that week, like, because something was stolen from me, and I was like, <gasps> okay, that's the golden rule. I will never. So even one time I bought this, and listen to this, this is crazy. I was, like, 17 years old, and we used to go to the hood and buy alcohol, because, they used to let us, some guy used to let us buy alcohol, right? So I had gave him a $20 beer. I was underage, 17, buying alcohol. I'll <gasps> commit that crime, right? <laughs> yeah. And he gave it to me. He, like, he let me buy it. He gave me $88 and change back. I gave him a 20. He should have gave me, like, $8 back. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I was like, here, you gave me $80 more. And then I walked out. Drank my illegal alcohol, <laughs> got back in the car with my friends, and we left. So I will commit those crimes, but I will not. But steal. you gave the money back. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll oh, commit you're like, a lot I'll of commit. other crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really crimes, but <clears throat> but still into me. I don't know why. So to what? me, like I would have that money immediately, but then like I'll get robbed down the road <laughs> for double the amount, and then I can't. <laughs> Then I feel guilty. Yeah. Well, so apparently these people thought it was free money. Maybe it is. And maybe I would have just missed out. Now, Sweet Pea would have got it. And if Sweet Pea would have got it, I probably still would have spent it. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently these people thought it was free money. But then, like, one of the TikTokers, like, it had her, like, license plate in the back. And so, anyways, they tracked Did she get in trouble? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure she had to, like, give it back in, turn it back in and stuff. Like, I don't know. But it's, like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. What would your, like, Trenton would have been, had his trunk open and, like, throwing <laughs> it in his trunk I'm gonna have on to show video, you this video, and then he yes. would have had to be, like, it's crazy. Oh, my gosh. What do you expect people to do, though? I know. I mean, what do you do? It's like, it's like when you go into that, like, money pit at the at the if you're on some kind of game show uh -huh. and it's like we're gonna blow all this money around while you're sitting in this box and see how much money you can get and you're like grabbing it all like it's that's how it was it was like flying everywhere oh my goodness yes that is crazy yeah so they're basically maybe they thought they're in a game show yeah what would you guys do would you take some money off camera and, and like not show your away? license and speed away and then would you have any guilt afterwards or would you just Maybe making it rain. Mm. What would you do, Caroline? Well, I would probably just be like, well, everybody else is doing <laughs> it. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what you would do. <laughs> uh, and then you'll be like, well, as long as we all go to jail together. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I just don't want to go by myself. I don't want to go by myself at all. Zero percent. Zero percent. What are we doing today? Okay, so... Um, this is a very tragic story. It's a good story, and I'm going to have to tell y'all how I stumbled on this story. Caroline's heard this story a couple months ago. Is this when I closed the computer? This is when you put on your, remember that work mode you were just talking about? Yes. That D&D? &D? Do not disturb. Yes. Yeah. I put mine on, too. Okay, so 
four, I turned 40 in April. And Soupy had a trip planned for me, and but I didn't know what it was. Like, I just got in the car, and we left, and we were going to Louisiana. So he told me about halfway. And so what am I doing? Okay, Louisiana murders. I hope somebody else out there does that. Everywhere you travel, you should be looking at some historical serial killers or, like, famous murders in the places. For Caroline sure. started. Yeah. You did I that mean, when you I went to Vegas. I looked it up. Oh, I did go to yeah, the Vegas hotel. Yeah, you just went to the whole, you did the whole thing in Vegas. So I try to do that in a lot of places that I go. So the whole time down there, we're listening to True Crime Podcasts, and I found a story of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall, and I was like, let's listen to it. And it's Southern Fried True Crime, is that what it is? Th- that's one of them. Yeah, right? Southern Fried True Crime did a two-part series on it. I think a few other ones to do, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a big case. Yeah, it's a big case. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. This is before we had a podcast. Yeah. And then I also ordered the book. So I had the book waiting on me on my front door like when I, by the time I got home. Anyway, so let me tell you, I also went to these places that we're about to talk about. And so if you go to Instagram or our Facebook, you'll see me at – this place I'm telling you about right here, right now. So it was Tuesday, October 17th, 2006. Mm. Zach arrived at his friend Squirrel's house. Okay, and so Squirrel was passed out. It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and Squirrel was passed out because he was up all night drinking, and he Mm. had a hangover. Well, Zach was getting him to wake him up to come and party, but Squirrel wasn't having it, right? Squirrel was, like, having a hangover, so Zach just went to the stash, and it's like a cocaine stash. Squirrel was like the local drug dealer. And he grabbed like a $20 bag of cocaine. And I feel like cocaine's real expensive, so I don't feel like that wouldn't be a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think I, w- I, don't, I don't feel like that wouldn't be a lot, but I don't know why I sturdy Chad. So, yeah, let me um, text him. Well, okay, text him okay. real quick. So then um, he grabbed some cocaine, and he took off walking down in the French quarters. We're in Louisiana. It's French quarters. And he goes to a hotel called the La Riviera. Mm-hmm. And it's the Omni. Sorry, it's the Omni Royal New Orleans Hotel. And I've been there. He t- gets on the elevator and he takes it to the rooftop pool. And there's this band playing. And it's like a Latin band. So he's sitting down and he's ordering like shots of Jameson, shots of Jameson. He's, like, going to the bathroom and sniffing the cocaine. He's coming back, and he's there for a little bit. He's drinking his, he's smoking his cigarettes and drinking his Jameson. Well, the waiter, waiter is like, let me keep an eye on him because I don't need him to walk out on his tab because he oh. notices Zach. He gets up, and he's kind of, like, pacing by the pool. So he was like, he's about to go and run out on this tab. Oh, So no. the waiter delivers a drink, and when he looks back, Zach is gone. So he's thinking, he hit the elevator. Oh, like, no. I got to eat this tab yeah. with all this Jameson. Well, little did he know that when Zach got up, he paced back and forth from the pool to the rail, from the pool to the rail. And at 8.30 sharp, he leaped off the side <coughs> of the rooftop, and he landed five stories down. There was like a parking garage down there, and he died instantly. I mean, like, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. Um, nobody saw him jump. How far? How high was, was it? Still, it was five stories. So 
also the I mean this is a big four star hotel yeah. rooftop but there was a parking garage like kind of in the middle so he landed on the roof of the parking garage so he didn't fall all the way down to the ground so unless nobody you're in saw the him show jump. you and you just jump out and you still survive you still survive <laughs> what like. season is that are you on this season current season mm-hmm. I'm watching you yeah oh my gosh it's good it's good I just finished it. Okay, so. It's a lot of threesomes. <laughs> Did you? There's a whole swingers episode. There is. <laughs> I didn't even guess it. I was like, where's she going with this? I know, I know, I know. So the code is, do you want to play with us? Oh. That's what she said. Uh, I guess yeah. it's not a code, but. She was like, would you like to play with us? And so. Yeah, because I was like, this is how you get into it? there's a whole tiktok frenzy about it too i was what anyways i I need to quit being obsessed with all this because i don't need people to think but are you it's all over tiktok too oh i'm gonna have to get on that you tiktok (laughs) for sure all you gotta do is search it yeah okay so he landed five stories down and nobody saw him jump so music latin music was playing and people like dancing swimming and stuff well um Somebody finally saw him, and they call 911. So then here comes the police, and the code for suicide is 29S or 29S, and it happens all the time because it's post-Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. It's New Orleans. People are depressed, so suicides are happening all the time. So the detective, Morovich, he's like, well, you know, it's probably just a routine call. So he goes, he sees Zach's body, and it's either one or the other. Like either you have a horrible, gruesome crime scene or none really at all. Well, that was Zach. He had a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth, and that was it. They dug in his pocket, and in his pockets was a um, plastic bag. And the plastic bag had some oh. keys and some dog chains like our what are they called? Oh, yeah yeah dog yeah, chains like military, like military yeah. dog chains and a letter oh no and let me read you this letter cuz i got it favorited on my phone this is not accidental i had to take my own life to pay for the one i took if you send a patrol to 826 north rampart street you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie. In the oven, comma, <laughs> on the stove, comma, in the fridge, and along with full documentation on both of us, as well as a full signed confession from myself. The keys are in my right pocket for the gates. Call Leo Watermeyer to let you in. Zach Bowen. Leo is the landlord. Okay. What? Okay. Listen. I like... At least, I mean, nothing about what happened, but that he told you what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's probably weird, but it that's. It's. I mean, I, it's a. Fluke. I like the closure. Yes. Yeah. And <sighs> like he he leaves a letter. It's like eight pages of a full confession, detail by detail by detail. After that one. After that one. Yeah. When they go, it's at the apartment. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> After realizing, like, the cops were like, oh, this is no joke. This is no joke. Let's go to this address. Let's go get Leo. Leo's the landlord, and he lives across the street. Yeah. Okay. I'm just twisting. And he lets him in, and they are telling Leo what's happening on the way over there. 
Leo ain't like me. I would have been like, hold on, y'all can't go in without me. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> want to see the crime scene. Leo opens the gate, gives him the key, and was like, here, this is not my business. And he, like, damn near sprints back he to the He wants apartment. nothing to see. Nothing, nothing to do, to with, do it. with that. He so can this, smell it. Yeah, it's mm. bad. So this house, I've been here. It's like a cottage, but it's maybe like a fourplex. Like, there's two apartments on the bottom. There's two doors, so two apartments on the bottom, two apartments on the back. And the back are on the top, and then you got to take stairs from the back of the building to get to the top ones. So they were going to the top apartment. On the bottom of these apartments is a voodoo spiritual temple, <clears throat> voodoo shop, and it's run by Priestess Miriam Chamani. And she's well-known, well-respected. I feel like those are probably, like, around there. Oh, like everywhere. everywhere. It's normal French Quarter life, like... You know, I would probably go and tour Madame any other. Madame Yeah. Well, she's, she's a whole other episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was real crazy. Um, so she so she was the priestess there. She actually married Lisa, Lisa Marie Presley and this Nicholas Cage together. Oh, wow. And that was real not successful. <laughs> so, so she's doing well. <laughs> she's doing real well. So the there's rumors that this place is like not haunted, but it's like I guess it would be haunted. Yeah, like haunt, that's yeah. rumors of like haunting and like yeah. it's evil or whatever. So bad juju for bad the bad juju basically. So what happened is when they got to the apartment, the crime scene was gruesome. It was freezing cold, like sixty degrees in there. He had turned the AC unit like. Full blast, 60 degrees, beer cans everywhere, Jameson bottles everywhere, Jägermeister everywhere. The walls were spray painted on and it had written messages. One of the messages said, please call my wife. I love her. I'm a total failure. Another message said, look in the oven. And on the ceiling above his bed, it said, please help me stop the pain. So then they look in the kitchen, and there's a big silver arrow above the stove pointing down to the stove. So they're like, rock, paper, scissors, she's going to (laughs) open up the stove. So they open up the stove, and inside were Addie's and a big full turkey pan we all just used for Thanksgiving. (sighs) Addie's legs and arms were charred in there. This was, okay. Legs and arms. Yes. I don't know what happens when you cook something, a body, so I guess it shrivels. Um, it was like charred, charred like so it was like he burnt it. He either cooked it too long or he cooked it too high. They were charred. To me in his mind, he was probably trying to cook down everything and he could just dispose of the meat. Yeah. Like like a roast, you know, will cook down. I don't think happen. my legs could fit in the oven. They couldn't. He would need to Chop yourself at the so, okay. knee. <laughs> I'm very visual, so this is why I need to know all the details. She was real little. She was petite, too. Okay, she okay, was like there five we go. foot. That's okay. But so that's terrible. On top of the range, um, there was like this big, like, they probably call it gumbo pot. We probably call it like a tamale pot Catherine, or a pasta pot. Catherine Knight Catherine pot. Catherine Knight yep. pots. Or Dennis Nielsen pot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And coming out of the pot was a big thicket of hair, and her head was inside that pot. And on another burner was another pot, and it had her hands and her feet boiling inside of that one. I just... Or inside of it in water. It's not boiling anymore. 
and inside the fridge was her torso, legless, armless torso, just wrapped in a black garbage bag, just stuffed. Because probably, I'm just trying to get in his mind, is he probably was going to cook these, get rid of that, and then cook the torso, get rid of that, and then, like, done. Then he's going to go about his life. I mean, do you just, like, I don't know. Can you imagine the cops? I'm puking. Well, it's it's just like a uh, Charlie Brandt. Mm-hmm. They this dismembered body and just like had to take breaks. Every oh yeah, they had to take breaks. Oh, awful. Um. So here's the like it hits the news really quick, right? So newspapers are like, um, what what happened? Did he go Katrina crazy? Is he a Katrina cannibal? Was he in a Katrina comp? Funk. <laughs> sorry, funk. And then the New York Times had a title, Gal Pal Gumbo. Oh, like no. it was all very not respectful yeah. to Addie. Um, and then they were thinking he was this drug addicted, like madman that flipped out. I would think it's because it sounds like it would be somebody who had like some kind of an overdose or some kind of like mental uh, issue. Yeah. That yeah. would do that or that would do the killing. Yeah. Well, it turns out that Zach was not crazy at all. Everybody who talked about him in the French quarters was totally shocked. And he was a former Army sergeant. He was a veteran of two wars. He was a beloved bartender and and, French, and like delivery man in the French quarters. So it was like, what, what happened? Like what, what triggered him? him? Yeah. So you, we had a fellow true crime person down there on his honeymoon when like days after all this happened, it's all in the news. His name is Ethan Brown. He's the author of Shake the Devil Off. Whoa. Okay. So when I found out about this book, I ordered it. Obviously. It was on my front step before I came back. So when I came back, I read it. And um, he was on his honeymoon. He heard about it and he was obsessed. <laughs> so what does an obsessed true crime person do on their honeymoon when there's a good p- case. Probably go visit the crime scene or something. Of course. Obviously. And he extended his honeymoon <laughs> an extra couple weeks. <laughs> so he stays and he starts interviewing everybody. Like all their friends, all their everybody. And him and his... Um, so he's there. Turns out he found out Zach might have PTSD. So let me tell you a little bit about Zach Bowen. Okay, let's get it. He was born in Bakersfield. He was born in 1978. His parents were like gypsy type at first. Like Mm -hmm. they rented this van. They traveled the country. And um, when he was a baby and mom was finally like, I can't live this life. You need to get a new job. You need to get a job to the dad. So he gets a job, but he don't like being settled down. So then dad ends up being like in strip bars all the time. And out all the time. So mom ends up leaving him. Mm -hmm. So she takes her boys and she leaves them. And dad's like, okay, well, let me quit this job. I only did it for you. And he's like traveling the world, drinking Mm -hmm. and doing all the things. So then now she's raising these kids by by herself. And now Zach's in high school and he's a pretty cool guy. Like he's pretty popular. He's tall. He's seven feet tall. Seven feet tall? He is seven oh feet. Gosh. Yeah, you, I mean, you should have found him. Y'all well, could have had a D1 he athlete. He could have chopped me up. He wore size 17 shoe, but oh he got along good with everybody. So good that he was nominated for the homecoming court. 
Wow. So here in Texas, that's like a big thing. Oh, I yeah. don't know how yeah, it is yeah, with yeah. everybody else. And so he was very serious about this. He was like, I want to get this, I want to get this. And he thought he was going to make everybody proud. But when he didn't get it, oh no, he was 100% totally dedicated. I mean, it's totally devastated. He was just like way too obsessed with having to win. Well, yeah. Win yes. It. He. I mean, he made the nominee, but he didn't get crowned king. And he didn't go back to school after that. Like oh. he didn't want to. He was no. apologizing to his family. He didn't want to show his face at the school. He was so embarrassed. He was that embarrassed. 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 That's terrible. <laughs> and so he quit school. Oh, that's Isn't a good. That a great that's reason? so good, Zach. Way to go, Zach. This ends up being Zach's first failure, according to him, in life. Mm. Not being crowned king. Lord. I know. Get over yourself. So he quits school and he goes with his dad. So he's traveling with his dad, you know. Yeah. and um, Traveling to the strip clubs. Strip clubs, like living life in a van. Getting porn all the time. Probably. Yeah. See? Maybe. Mm-hmm. It all goes back all to porn. back to the porn. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh. They end up in New Orleans, and he decides, okay, I'll stay here with my dad in New Orleans, and he enrolls in school, but quits, like, basically the next day, because he's, like, the only white kid. It's New Orleans, Louisiana, and he's like, I'm just going to work, and dad don't give a shit. He's not a dad. He's more like a friend. Yeah. So, he's working, and he is looking good. Like, he's grown into his body. Like, the women in the French quarters love him. He's the gay men there love oh. him. They're, like, hitting on him. Listen. And so he's feeling himself. Yeah, he feeling is. Himself. Yeah, he feeling is. Himself. Feeling himself. Feeling my. Wow. So he gets a job as a cup guy. Do you remember that? A cup? Oh, I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's a cup guy? So before COVID, we, like, as Texas folks, we didn't know what that was because we can't walk around the street with alcohol in our hand. But in New Orleans, you just go to a window and you order your favorite drink and you can walk around in it. So he was that person making and serving those drinks in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. So he oh, sold Does he alcohol. have, like, a like a tray, like, at six, or, like, when they're at a... No, stadium and you have a tray out of your waist like a waiter tray and you're walking (laughs) around with like strapped on tray maybe i don't know know. but i think there's like a window that they went up to and they ordered it was like an actual why is it called a cup guy he's the cup guy because he would pass the cups out to everybody just they just got cups yeah oh yeah with no drinks and then they would fill the drinks oh okay wow i don't know how you made that into a five minute conversation (laughs) okay you're welcome (laughs) So he's a cup guy, and now Claire, Caroline, we clarified for Caroline what that is. Yep. We never hear that very much. So so then, you know, here comes Lana. He mm-hmm. meets Lana, and Lana's this badass stripper, like badass stripper. She's there on vacation. She's from Houston. She ran away from home at an early age, and she makes like 2000 a dollars a night stripping in houston wow it's too late for me (laughs) i don't know she but she so she's vacationing there she meets zach and they hit it off they love each other right and or they really like each other at this time but she has to go back and so when she goes back he's calling her every day calling every day come back come back come back so she does she like ups she doesn't get rid of her place but she rents a temporary place in new orleans Wow. That's kind of exciting. I'm too scared to do anything like that. 
So she rents a place in New Orleans, and they're dating. And it's bliss for all of a minute because she gets pregnant. She gets pregnant. And then she finds out he's only 18 years old, and this bitch <gasps> is 28. Oh. <laughs> oh, so but he's like seven feet tall, so he yeah, looks way older. she never asked. It's her fault. She's, you oh. need to be checking IDs these days. Unless he, she did ask and he lied. Well, she found out and so she was mad at him, but she couldn't stay too mad because now they're pregnant. now she has the baby. And baby here comes Jackson and he falls in love with Jackson. He's going to be a great dad to Jackson. And then here comes Lily and he's a great dad to Lily. And so oh, they decide hell. to get yep. married. Two and they kids, cup guy and yeah. stripper. Okay. And stripper. Yep. And... They decide to get married, and they have a beautiful wedding. He cries at the wedding. But Big Brother, leave it up to the big sibling always. We're going to always check our our little siblings, like get your life together. So Mm. Big Brother Jed is like, I'm going to need you to do a self-reflection. You didn't graduate high school. You're a bartender. You got two kids, and your wife's a stripper. I'm going to need you to do something different. So he did. He goes and gets his GED, and he feels great. So yay, right? Then he joins the army. Yay, eight year term. And after he had the kids, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he just bounced out on him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he she actually did. He's like, but he's thinking, I don't want my my baby's mama to be a stripper. So let me get a job where I get some benefits and be part of something. So maybe she don't have to strip. Or let me go so <laughs> I don't have to be a dad to these kids. Let me go on and escape <laughs> this. Get, until they get grown <laughs> and then I'll come back. Well, that's exactly how Lana felt about it. And so when he actually was in... He I channeled to to, my inner Lana. You did. <laughs> when he went to Kosovo, he was calling her and she was like, bit, like bitch. Yeah, she's like... She had two kids by herself and and he was stressed because he had long days. He was tired. And then remember he had a size 17 foot? Oh, and they had two smaller shoes for him. His and boots. he had a freaking hammer toe. Hammer toe. And he had a damn dangle toe. And he had freaking <laughs> turf toe. Turf toe. He had Don't all the toes. Don't even care about your toes. Well, he hated Sound like life Aaron Rodgers over foot, here. Because <laughs> his foot hurt so bad. And it was debil- debilitating to where he had to have surgery. So he was... 14 hours on his feet, coming home to Lana. Lana was bitching. So he was like, maybe this army thing wasn't a great idea. <laughs> they don't even got my right size boots for me. No. He had surgery, and that was, he was able to go home to Lana. And he settled her down a little bit, and he was like, here's the paperwork. Come back to Germany with me. I'll be stationed in Kosovo. Maybe Kosovo's in Germany. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I am a geography teacher. I should know this. <laughs> So look it up. Um, Lana was like, okay, maybe life will be better there. So she goes and he continues to go up the ladder. He's like not private anymore. He's specialist. And now they're in Iraq because they're Iraq because it's like the Iraqi war. And they're trying to find the weapons of mass destruction that were never there way back then. You were seven years old, I think. (laughs) What year was this all? (laughs) 2002. Oh, so this is before, no. When was 9-11? 9-11? Well, this happened, yeah. Okay, so 9-11 happened. This and is then the next year. it causes all that. So there now there's these wars that he has to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. First, when he joined, he was like, oh, there's no wars. We'll just join and yeah. get the benefits. But and then, then, like, shit, all shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Broke yeah. loose. 
He had a good friend in his unit, which was the 527th unit named Rachel. She dies in a Humvee accident. She's young. They were good friends. They would, like, be the live ones of the group. They would humor us. They would make drinks together after the long days and, like, wait on the everybody. So she died basically in front of his eyes. And so this was hard for him. So he kind of gets a little depressed from that, right, as anybody would. And then not only did she die, he had other Army people that, like, lost their legs, lost their arms because they were blown up in this hunting. Yeah. So then you get survivor's remorse, right? Like, mm. you're mad that you didn't get hurt and they were mm. hurt, but you weren't there to save them. So then he's, his feet still hurting. He lost his friend. His other friends are hurt. And then he friends a little Iraqi boy named Rashid. I don't think that's Rashid's real name. Oh. And Rashid's family owns a grocery store. Okay? <laughs> you're rolling your eyes because you're like all the... <laughs> you're this, like, this, these stories are probably this, not even true. No, this literally, everything you just said is what Dirty Chad told me <laughs> 24-7. He read this book. He, that he was blown up. Everybody around him was injured and killed. He had to watch it. He had to kill kids. He had to do this. Bitch, all you, I found your paperwork. <laughs> all you were was a damn clerk. You were folding <laughs> towels in the background. You didn't even see any action. You didn't go in. You made up all this shit. You made so it. So I'm a little sus. Sh- I'm a little suspicious. Suspicious about, about Zach's story. Zach's story. But that's just because, I mean, it could be his own story. I don't know. I just have a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Last time we did this, we did this, we were like, dirty chat is Zach Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever his last name is. Yeah. Okay, so Rashid, research shows that Rashid was a person. (laughs) (laughs) And so was his family, and they owned this store there. And so Rashid would bring Zach all these snacks, and in turn, Zach would teach him English. So they're friends for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks and months. And then Rashid and his family got blown up by the insurgents. I still don't know what that means, <clears throat> but they're the bad people. Uh-huh. And then he felt even worse. Oh, because poor guy. Now, because they got blown up, because he was they were friending Zach. Yeah, I mean he's armies. losing all of his friends. He's losing everything, right? So he's depressed. Yeah. Shit keeps happening, and now Lana gets hepatitis C. Oh no! Oh, I look okay. You did look yeah, that up last I did. time. I have to look it again. It was. Disease. Yeah, but we didn't and know what kind. And it was so bad that she had to, it was like she was deathly sick. So Zach wanted to leave to go be with his wife because it was. I thought they moved over there. I know, but he was at war. She was in Germany. Oh, oh, hell. So okay. she was yeah, 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 you're right. maybe closer. She wasn't in New Orleans by herself, but he, he was yeah. at war. And so he was trying to get the okay to go back and to go take care of his wife and get that extenuating circumstance, and they denied it each time. They denied it, and he was pissed because he couldn't go. And they were like, we need you more here. There's more lives at stake here. It's from, like, sharing needles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or unsterile tattoo equipment. Yeah. yeah. So she either got a bad tattoo or she's shooting up meth or something. Something. Well, um... So now he's pissed at his superiors in the army, and he's pissed because he can't be there with Lana, and Lana's puking every day because she has to go through this treatment, right? Oh, my gosh. Where And the kids are there with her. Kids yeah. are there with her, but they're little. 
and she doesn't have anybody, but she gets through oh. it, right? And he she gets to go back home. Never stop stripping. Well, she should have stayed made in that <laughs> two dot thousand. She stayed in Houston. Oh, everything would have been better right now. So he's out of the army, or he's out of the war. The war's over. He gets to go home, and he's got horrible PTSD. He can't sleep. Right. Uh huh. He's barely eaten, and he's pissed at the army. So now he is purposely failing his PFTs, physical fitness test. Oh, so he can get out. Yeah, he wants to so like get be done. Yeah. He wants to be done. So he's in shape where he can do it, but he's like fell in the sit-up test, fell in the push-up test, yeah. fell in the mile month after month. It was like April, failed, May, failed, June, failed, all on purpose, and then he was discharged. So he got what he wants. And his superior said, or his captain was like, honorable discharge, let's, you know, you go about your business. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody came behind him and changed it to general distar- discharge. Oh, what's So that? there's dishonorable, honorable, honorable. and general. Oh. General is neither of the two, but you lose your benefits. If you get general. Oh, hell. So now he's pissed. I wonder what determines if you get, okay, that's neither here nor there, but. Yeah, well, if you do something, um, if you do something like commit a crime or do something wrong, but he didn't do anything wrong besides so fail those tests. Nobody knows. Like, oh, and somebody just was. Yeah, and he didn't argue. He was just pissed. That just yeah. made him more pissed, right? Just, he probably wasn't He didn't likeable. argue it. Yeah. So now he goes home to Lana and he's like, we, we got to be gone. We're out the military. We don't have no home loan anymore. Wow. Like, I don't have any benefits. And Lana just got better. And that's like a big thing. Yeah. Like, and she's like, what happened? And he refused to tell her anything because his plan, he had a plan. He didn't think it was going to go that way. So it literally is his fault. Like he yeah, could have yes. passed those tests. Yeah. And did his eight years. Well, um, she was like... F this. She packed up her stuff. I'm out. She was like, yeah, let me let me go back. So she packed up her stuff. She flew back to New Orleans, and she was like, let me find a job. Let me find an apartment because I don't got time for this. Uh-uh. So that's what she did. And finally, her and so now Zach has the kids all by himself. So oh. he's stressed now because she left the kids with him in Germany. Because she's like, they at least have somewhere to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like couch surfing until I find a place. So they're safe with their daddy that ain't been here this whole time anyways. Oh, my gosh. So he can't handle it. But they end up, everybody goes back to French quarters. And they're good, but not really. Because Lana got her boyfriend in those couple months that she was in French quarters by herself. So now Zach has nowhere to go in New Orleans, and he's got to live in a hotel while Lana and the kids are with a new boyfriend. New boyfriend, yeah. yeah. You think she had him on the side? Oh, for sure. She had him the whole time. <gasps> the whole time? I she don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, but I think the worst of people, so. Well, you're probably right. She didn't, or she just moves real quick. I mean, she was probably back in stripping, and you can meet a lot of people if you're a stripper, I would think. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now Zach is just basically Mr. Dad. Oh, good for you, Zach. <laughs> and he feels decent about it. Oh, he's so still happy. got a little bit of money left over from the army, so he didn't have to work. So he is like cooking, cleaning, doing the homework, doing the grocery shopping for the kids. Cause eventually Lana was like, Come and live with us, but 
you're only Mr. Dad. We're not going to be together. So he Come does. live with her and the boyfriend and the kids? No, boyfriend's like in and out, but it's like oh, her okay. and the kids. So Still Zach's weird. Fi- Still it weird. is very weird. And so Zach's finally like, um, I got to get a job because my money's running out. So he gets a job at a bar. And this bar is called Hogs Bar. And I didn't know this when I was down there. I would have went to Hogs Bar. Oh. And there, because he looks so good, and he just got out from the Army, he's in good shape. Look him up. All the, um, I mean, he wouldn't have been our type, but to them. (laughs) In the French quarters, he looks good, I guess. So he got a job, and all the waitresses, like, loved him, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And even, like, the trans and the gays would come in, and they were, like, hitting on him. But he had his eye on one girl. Oh. Her name is Addie Hall. Addie Adrian Hall. Or oh. Adrian Addie Hall. But she wanted nothing to do with him. Uh-uh. Like, she thought he was nerdy. She thought he was full of himself. So she didn't have anything to do with him for a couple weeks. And he finally won her over, and they were inseparable. Okay. Are you looking at him? Yep. What does he look like? Is he your type? Well, they're all... They're all it's... They're just sitting outside smoking. Yeah. So I can't really tell what they look like. Yeah. Well. But she is tiny. She's tiny. And he, so she's like five foot and he's seven foot. Yeah. That's crazy. He's real large. She might not even been five foot. So, um, now enter Addie. Okay. And Addie came from North Carolina. She, um, had, not a great childhood. She was raped at a young age. Oh. She was abused, physically abused, sexually abused. But somebody taught her how to dance and sing and sew. So she was very pretty multi-talented. So when she ran away for money, she would teach salsa lessons, ballroom dancing. She would like sew costumes. Like she wow. was she would have been on HGTV had she not had undiagnosed bipolar. Oh, no. Or unbe- unmedicated bipolar disorder. So she would often live in her car. She finally moved to New Orleans, and that's how her and at her and Zach. Um, Zach, yeah, got together. So now we got Zach. Now we got Addie. And now you know who Lana is. And so um, Zach finally gets Addie to love her. And love him. And so they're dating and they're inseparable. Like they, they're inseparable. Yeah. He would hang out at her shifts all the time after. And she would hang out on his shifts. They're inseparable for like all of July and August. And then here comes Hurricane Katrina. And she's coming to F, S, F shit up. Show is. She does. So Mayor is like. Everybody needs to go, but it's not mandatory. Yeah. So they decide to stay. Yeah. And that people just didn't either didn't have money to stay or they didn't think it was that serious. Yeah. Well, Lana's like scared to death yeah, for her Lana's and her kids. Like, let's go. She's like, let's go. I got the car gassed up. Like, just come. And he's like, no, I'm going to be with Addie. She's like, bring Bring Addie. I don't give a shit. Like, let's just go. The kids need their dad. I don't want you to drown. So he was like, no, I'll be all right. So he stayed with Addie. Mm -hmm. Lana had to get in that car and drive all the way to Houston by herself. And it was like there was 80,000 people on the road. I mean, yeah. Then 
it was it was dangerous. There's a lot going on. He didn't think much was going to happen, but it did. It was horrible. It was Category Five hurricane. Because there's a lot of people who want to just like ride it out. Yeah. Just 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 because. There were two types of people. There was the evacuees and there was those holdouts. Yeah. And they were holdouts and they were very stubborn holdouts. So they stayed put. 145 mile per hour winds, they stayed put. The whole city's like underwater, but the French quarters. They stayed put in the French quarters. Like no electricity, no water, they stayed put. And they loved life that way. Like they loved... The fact that they could just go to a bar right down the road, get all the alcohol they can get because it's closed. They're just breaking in and getting it. That's called a <coughs> looter? They were looting. <laughs> Grocery store, if they needed some type of food, yeah. go in, get that canned food. They had a boom box yep. that they put batteries in, so they had music, they had alcohol, and... What else do you need? They loved like they loved not having bills. They loved yeah, who not wouldn't? having a job, nobody paying rent. Like they just loved the camping life. She walked around in a bikini every day. Why don't they just be he like had homeless and short? I know. Why don't you just go live in a forest? Yeah. Why don't you go to Tent City? Go to Tent City. Well, <laughs> I mean, your but you wouldn't have right? alcohol like all around you. Oh, all I'm the sure time. you would. Yeah, I'm sure you actually would. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. Well, they would have bonfires every night. They'd throw, like, mattresses and debris, and they'd feed the – there was a couple people there, like maybe a handful. And so they'd feed them beans, and they'd just party and listen to music and drink and smoke and do drugs, and he loved it. And the police would come by. She wanted to make sure – because there's still a lot of crime. People were desperate. So she utilized her boobies. Oh, she did? She She, gave a little show? She gave the police, every time they came by, a show, a peep show, just so they keep coming by. And she was like, this is my way. This is my way of keeping us safe. (laughs) (laughs) If I show my boobs, they'll keep coming by daily and do like patrol checks. I didn't feel feel from the pictures that she had like, Big boobs, like no, but does it matter? They just want a little nip. Anything, anybody. I would not be impressed with those boobs. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, those would not be impressive. No, Mm -hmm. no. I would be like offended. Actually, you would be like, I'm never going back there. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, no, you're going to jail. Well, this these guys these guys obviously never saw anything like it. Okay. Even though they, they are in New Orleans. Okay. They kept coming. They kept coming. So here's what happens is two triggers happens during this amazing time that they are holdouts. Uh-huh. She almost gets raped when she breaks into a grocery store because there's somebody there waiting and they attack her. And that brings back all the shit from her childhood. Oh, so she shoot. comes back and then she kind of she's kind of going crazy a little bit. And then the 82nd Infantry comes, and they're trying to get the last of the holdouts to leave. So then there's a bunch of soldiers in their boots, in their uniforms, with their guns. And that brings back a lot of PTSD for Zach. Right? Mm-hmm. So now those coming, these triggers are kind of coming back for them. And then eventually everybody starts coming back to the French Quarter. So that means they got to go back to normal life. Mm-hmm. 
They don't want no They don't like it. They were living their best life. They don't want to get a job. They don't want to pay rent. They don't want to wear clothes or take baths. Obviously, there's no water. (laughs) I don't know what they were doing. (laughs) Well, in the pictures that Zach was not wearing shirts. Yes. (laughs) And there's like three pictures of the same ones over and over. Four baths every day is probably what they took. Yeah. So French quarters went from like a couple to... 80,000 again, and they're overwhelmed, and they're pissed. And then guess who's knocking at the door? Lana, Lana baby. Lana, Lana, banana. Where my money at? She's like, I ha- I've been working at Applebee's. You've been sitting here living your best, you know, your, trashy life. Your best trash life. <laughs> best trash life. <laughs> and I'm going to need a break from these kids. So eventually they got to live in a normal apartment. They got to get jobs. And she has to get the kids every two weeks, every other week. Like a normal dad does, right? Yeah. So he tells Addie, and he's like, Addie, Lana wants to meet you because you're going to be stepmom. Yeah. It only makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, Addie's like, great. (gasps) And she goes to Walmart, Mm -hmm. and she buys, like, all these outfits for these kids, and she hangs them up, and she's like, this is for Lily, and this is for Jackson, and then here's the meet point day. She don't get out the car. Oh, she don't want to have anything to do with the kids. She don't want to have anything to do with Lana. She don't want to oh, meet Lana's she's boyfriend. bipolar, so now she's, she's bi- yep, manic, and now she's not manic. Or mood depressive just changed, or and so Zach just apologized for. Her. And oh. so instead of them going home together with the kid, yeah. Addie goes to the bar and stays out all night. Yeah, and leaves him there with the kids. Which okay, that's not your kid. Like nobody's gonna force you to take care of it. That's yeah. probably what I would do, actually. You go to the bar instead of meeting the kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then it got so bad to where she was like, I don't even want those kids in my house. So when they come on your weekend, I'm going to need you to get a, a hotel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh, my God. Addie, she is like, she is, I don't even know the word. But, she is but, harsh. But Zach is just like, okay. Okay. You know, can't, you know, as long as I got you. Wow. He's like, just. Like, just loves everything about her. Wow. She must give really good blood drops. Something. Or he's just real lonely. I don't know which one it is. Probably both. So, you know, the kids in real life, their life is horrible. Like, they are. I mean, it's they're not horrible, going, but they're arguing back and forth. They'll yeah, break up. And they're getting thrown get from parent together. to parent. It's, yeah. That's real bad. Well, are there's. I wonder what their story is right now. I don't know. I don't know. They probably changed identities and everything. Oh, my gosh. So, Zach and Addie were arguing all the time. Like, they were drinking all night. They were doing drug binges. And then they would, like, lose their temper. They'd break up. She'd kick them out. Then he'd come back. They'd make up for two days. And then it was, like, they had this good, good, vicious cycle going on. And when it was good, it was amazing. Well, it's like those people where you, like, you get, like, to where you crave that. Like, yeah, they they enjoy that. Like, yeah. they have to have that in their life. And if they don't, then it's like, well, this is boring. Like, they yeah. want. And maybe that's what it was yeah. because he went back every time. Yes, yes, Every yes. time, every time. Yeah. Even one time he tried to leave her because he knows it's toxic. And he went to, like, Oregon to stay with his dad. But he was, like, sick. He missed her so yeah, much. you need the drama. She was sick. She missed him so much. Like, depressed. And so they came back together, but it was only good for, like, a little bit. Yeah. 
right? So Zach becomes lonely. Mm. They're not having sex like they used to. Oh, no. They're not emotional or physical attachment anymore. So Zach has a new job in the LGBTQ community. I walked through this community because that's where they end up living. There's me and Sophie. So like we're walking because we left our hotel. As soon as I got there, I was like, let's go get a hurricane and let's walk because I need to find Zach and Addie's apartment. Right. So we're walking. And then you see like two guys holding hands. Okay, whatever. Fine. Then you see two girls. Then you see some drag queens. Then you see a bunch of rainbow flags. And then there's like queer town everywhere like i was like it's like there's loving a, it yeah it's like a definite whole like, like wow. a couple blocks it's like what? all it's like their area oh my god and so soupy was like oh he's oh, probably shit. like oh. he was like walking uh, walking faster he don't know what to think y'all we're in waco we don't get that a lot so no. he didn't know what to think no so we go to the house and it's in the middle of like gay bars all right here where zach and addy lived right so he's working at one of these bars, and he ends up getting a side piece. Oh. And the side piece What's is his name? a real estate agent. And they never said his name, but he is a his. Mm. He is a he. And he's proud of their relationship, but Zach wants to keep it keep quiet. Keep it under, yeah. So guess what? Everybody finds out. Oh. And Addie yes. is included. So Addie throws a fit like no other. At his job, at her job, everywhere. Like, everybody, now she's telling everybody. Yeah. She even texts people in his phone or calls everybody in his phone and tells them that he's a, she says the F word, she, he's a faggot, and that he has AIDS. All the girls, all the guys, everybody in his phone. Oh. And so now he's really, like, he has nowhere to go. He's Now he's really homeless. He's, like, living with squirrel he'd live like squirrel back yeah he'd live with he'd live he'd like spend the night in abandoned buildings he like is not even talking to his boyfriend anymore because his boyfriend outed him and so his life is now like this is another failure right another failure in his book well yeah that's yeah so Addie's pissed She's so pissed. All she's doing well, is he's like he's, she's like embarrassed. I mean, if, I he, mean, if he's she, not like wanting to come out, that's like you have. Ev- well, he's embarrassed. Yeah, because he, yeah, when Squirrel asked him about it, Squirrel was like, so um, I heard about this. And he was like, Zach was like, well, I'm not gay. I'm just kind of bi. Squirrel was like, well, which and this was bi. like, yeah. this was like, when was this? 2004. Five, six. Yeah, so if this happened uh, today, it would be like. <laughs> I'm everything. I'm bad today, uh, but I'm gay tomorrow. But I'm going to be I mean, I can't keep up with day. all the different things, but yeah. it would be all the, it would be like, okay, well, that's fine. I can't even. Well, and you would think there, like anything's acceptable in New Orleans, but he wasn't ready to come to that. But then Addie had a v- right to be pissed. She thought her boyfriend was heterosexual. Then you find out he's screwing some real yeah. estate agent. Yeah. He's even got a better job than you. <laughs> he's a boy and he's got a better and job. He's probably than you. cuter. Probably cuter. They probably had a clean house. <laughs> now, oh, I didn't say that part, but she has a good house. She's basically oh, she Joanna, Chip and Joanna. Oh. Where she lives in an apartment. She redoes a house wow. really good. Okay. okay, so she she's pissed. And she's not going to work, and she's drinking more, and she's doing more drugs. Yeah. So she's running out of money, and she gets oh. evicted. So <gasps> she's about to be homeless. 
Oh, Zach's no. homeless, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get him. I'm going to show him. I'm going to call him up and tell him we need to work it out and that I love him just so he can pay for this apartment for me. So oh, she get does. It. Get it, girl. And Zach is like, he just wants something to work in his life. He just wants some type of success. So he's like, yeah, sure, where's the apartment? So they go to 826 Rampart Streets. It's October 2nd, in the middle of that gay LGBT community in the French quarters. They go to Leo. They pay two months' rent, so 750 times two. Mm-hmm. And then they move their boxes in, right? Two days later, Addie backdoors Zach, and he goes to Leo. She goes to Leo, and she says, Leo, I'm signing the lease, but he's not going to be on it. It's just my name. So Leah's like, it's not my business. I got my money. Let me just, yeah, let me just okay, do it. Whatever. So when she comes back, <clears throat> she tells him and rubs it in his face. Get the fuck out. You're homeless. You're not shit. You're F word. You like both, like all these things. And she wouldn't shut up. And this is him saying she wouldn't shut up. They argued for hours and hours and hours. And then about midnight. He calmly wraps his hands around her throat. (gasps) And this is when he does it. And he strangled her. He said, she tried to kick me out and she would not shut the fuck up. So (gasps) I very calmly strangled her. Now, he has just remembered all his failures in his life. He's losing military pension, abandoning his kids, like failed marriage, now homelessness. And so he couldn't take any more, and I guess it was all Addie's fault. It wasn't at all. This is Brian Laundry. Maybe there's way more to the story than we think. Oh my gosh! I just the whole fact of like, just you're you're like be quiet. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Like be quiet, and I'm strangling. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very calmly, like strangled her. Awful, awful. That's. The worst. I think that is just because it's so intimate. It's just like, yeah, let me watch you die. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to feel your life. Let me feel, yes. Leave <gasps> with, with, with oh. my own body. Oh, my gosh. It's so terrible. Like, hey, are you interested in anything related to mental health? Maybe motivation or even opening your mind to new ideas? Then if you have a second, maybe come check out my podcast called Real Life Discussions where I tell stories and give general info on those topics that I just listed, as well as some conversational episodes. Can't wait to see you there. He strangled her very calmly, and then he was confused of what to do next because he had all these feelings. He had rage. He had animosity. He had (laughs) lust. Confusion. He had love. He was confused. He had all these things. He had a boner. He had a boner. And he turned her over and he sexually assaulted <gasps> oh, her body no, he did. a couple of times. So now is he not only a failure, he's a, he's a necrophiliac. murderer and a necrophiliac. Way like, to go. D- did, did you just add that to your list of failures? Like, did he yeah. just, he's just wanted to go all out? He, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening because people are like. Maybe he smokes in like K2. May, maybe. Spice. Maybe something was laced. Is it spice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all these things. But I knew K I know K two makes you do weird things. They should have did an autopsy. 
Well, because I've been watching all these disappearance videos, and now that's this. All these people are like, oh, this is K two. Yeah, yeah. Don't do K two, y'all. So he didn't know what to do next after he had sex with her body a couple times. So he just passed out next to it. Yeah, he's tired. And then he had to go to work the next morning, so he got up and he went to work and he did a full eight-hour shift at the grocery he's store. Responsible, April. Obviously, like it. I mean, he wasn't even late. No, no. He works with Capriccio, which is like um, Addie's ex-boyfriend. And at the store, Capriccio was like, "Hey, where's Addie? Because he's their friend. He'd see them together he's all like, the time. Oh, she's asleep. Yeah. Well, he fed him a good lie. The lie was, Addie. Actually, we broke up, and he took off to North Carolina. She took off to North Carolina, which is where she was from. Okay, okay, okay. But days and weeks before, she was saying, I'm done with quarters, French quarters. I'm going to go back to North Carolina. So So they were like, yeah, they didn't even like question it. Then after work, he went to his friend Jack's house, and Jack asked for Addie. He told him the same thing. And Jack was like, you know what? She did ask me for $600 to go back home. So. You know, it makes sense. So mm. nobody really missed Addie for a little bit. Yeah. But on the inside, Zach was panicking because he was like, people are not going to stop. And then they're going to come to this apartment and they're going to see her body. Yes. And it's so then smell. she was like, he was like, I need to get rid of the body. So he went home. It's about nine o'clock that night. And he put her in the bathtub and he slowly cleaned up his own crime scene. He dismembered her. He hacked her head off with a hacksaw. He hacked her hands off and her feet off and her head. I already said that. He's writing all these journal, all this in his journal. It's Addie's journal, but this is like everything he's writing detail yeah. by detail. He put her hands and feet in the water on the stove, and he worked all night in the bathroom. I'm sure it was like just a dull hacksaw, and so it you got to like cut. And cut and cut and cut, right? I just, yeah. Like, at what point do you? And have to do that? so then he was like, Oh, I'm tired. I got plenty of time to do this. So he just turned on the bath water, filled up the bath, like where her body was in there. And he was just like, Turn off the stove. And he was like, I got plenty of time. I'll finish this you yeah. know, tomorrow. Yeah. So then he went to be, went to sleep. And I think his goal, he never said this, but I think his goal was like, dissect dismember cook her down and just like throw it away like you would yeah. like old food yeah that i don't know nobody's ever been successful with that no <laughs> dennis tried it jeffrey dahmer tried it Catherine knight tried it like i don't think you could just cook down human meat now your guy tried it fat joe it actually oh. worked for him yeah he knew how to cook he really put well. it straight into the Beef sandwiches. <laughs> pork. Oh, was it beef? Beef. 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 Uh, yeah, pork. Pork <laughs> beef. Pork beef. Oh, I forgot about those animals. Pork and beef. Pork beef sandwiches. Somebody, <laughs> well, that's another story. <laughs> so, um, he was like, okay, I got plenty of time, right? Yeah, but instead, no. he didn't even take the time that he should have. He probably could have been successful at this had he like put his effort into it but he didn't instead he went to bars and he was with girls now the next day lily and jackson were supposed to come over so he had to hurry hurry up and call lana and he called lana and he was like lana don't bring the kids over meet me at the grocery store because what were they i mean 
they would have walked in on some uh, craziness. <laughs> yeah. So she met him at the grocery store. So it's like he wasn't insane because he was. No. He knew exactly what he was he doing. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He gave her $600 and he said, Let, give me another week to clean up the apartment. They can come next weekend. He bought the kids anything that they He said, go pick whatever you want from the shelves. They bought all their snacks. He got them. He gave them a hug and he says, I'll see y'all next weekend. And they were excited. Lana says later he was in the best mood she's seen him in in a long time. Just really weird. Oh my gosh. So then he went back to his apartment and then he sawed off her legs, her arms, and he put them in the roast turkey roasting pans, mm-hmm. stuck them in the oven. But here's the problem he was drinking too much Jameson and he passed out for seven hours. So maybe had he done it right, then he might have could have cooked it down right. I don't know how meat does. But seven hours when he woke up, it was charred and it smelled horrible. So then he was like, this shit ain't going to work. <laughs> like, this is a bad plan. Let me just go to work, but this is going to be my last day of work because I got another plan. Yeah, okay. He's so so many plans. <laughs> he's got to switch it up. Plans. Plan C. Plan this is H. Plan C. <laughs> Plan H. Okay. So he completed his shift at the store. And Addie's body's just like still back there. Yeah. She's just just waiting to be finished up, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, so then he is like, I am not going to try to get rid of her body. Yeah. I'm just going to live my best life. I'm just going to go spend my money, get some hookers, get some drugs and go. Yes. So he has $1,500 to his name and he was like, I'm going to spend every penny. Yeah. This is three days after he killed and he, he killed Addie and he walked into his apartment. He smelled her. He's like, it's sip so And he was like, he was disgusted with himself. Yeah. But not, but not the fact that he killed her. The (laughs) fact that he can like chop her up and cook her and treat Somebody that he wants love like that. Which great reason to be disgusted with I yourself. I mean, yeah, <laughs> slightly. Uh, so he called in. He quit his job, and he was like, "Let me just let me just be happy, and then kill myself." Okay. I think he probably really wanted to go to hell. Like this is not. Yeah, the way yeah, that's I'm probably not. <laughs> no things to do Mm-mm. right before. So he was in a drunk drug binge. He like did all the Jameson snorted all the coke he was getting all the lap dances he was spending all his time in the french quarter strip clubs and there's a lot living in hell live i mean yeah 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 you're just calling you're channeling satan at this point (laughs) you're channeling just make sure i'm end up down there with yeah let me do everything i can to make sure that i am gonna literally be sitting next to rotting in hell and maybe he thought just a pretzel and everybody yeah. He's going to be next to Joseph Fritzl. He's going to be next to Carl, Coral, Coral. He's going to be Ariel. next to everybody. Ariel. Oh. oh, he's right next to Ariel. But he's going to be the taker, not the giver. Oh, because he's, yeah. So who? Like, he's Jeffrey Dahmer. They are. They're all oh, going to give it to him. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get on my horse story. about Jeffrey Dahmer, though, in a minute. Oh, because some. People say, like, there's this whole Christian magazine that, like, he may not be in hell uh-huh. because he was genuinely sorry and he, like, like repented he, and well, repented you, to sin. According to Catholics. Sorry. Very sorry. All you got to do is say a few Hail Marys, <laughs> do some sprints. Well, 
That's wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> and you're good to go. But all sins are Go together. to confession. So what if we go to heaven and Jeffrey Dahmer's there? Well, then I guess we can just... Ask him all the questions. Yeah, because, I mean, he won't do anything to us because we're female. Yeah. So And he's in heaven. He's cured. Yeah, I guess. Oh, my gosh. So I, I'm looking You should pray about it and see if he'll, like, come to you in your dreams. Channel me. Yeah. We'll see. So, okay. So... He goes home with these girls. He's having all the sex, right? Yeah. And then he's calling Lana, and he's doing all these things. Well, finally, 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 nobody hears from Zach in a couple days. And that's when he's planning his exit from the world. He has, like, already written all his eight-page journal about uh-huh. everything that's happened. He smokes a cigarette, and he puts 28 cigarette burns all over his body because he's 28 years old now. Okay. Um, and on his suicide note, he describes his last days as good food, good drugs, and good strippers. Oh. And he says, I had a fantastic time living out my days. Then he quoted Metallica's song, Fuck It All and Fucking No Regrets. It's crazy because what was Chris Watts listening to when he oh, was I don't know. driving his face? I don't know. Metallica. What? He quoted this song too. Where was that? Was that on the documentary? It was in the book. Oh. <laughs> I, I think know. it was in one of the documentaries, but no, I remember reading it in the books. It, and him and his girlfriend would talk about Metallica all the time. But Metallica's great. It's not Metallica's fault. Like but his girlfriend crazy. from prison right now? Nikki. I'm sure. Nikki. His girlfriend, Nikki, that his side piece that he had. <gasps> oh. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh. his reason for killing his family. Yeah. Or, so. or that's not Scott Peterson, is it? No, that's. Same situation. Same situation. Almost, almost. So he um, chronicled every single thing that he did to Addie in this journal with excruciating detail. These can be found somewhere. I just need to find them. You don't have them? He listed out his failures as friends, jobs, military, marriage, love. I need to see if somebody can email these to me. I think think we can find it. Or I can just get a biography from Dirty Jen. (laughs) So at the bottom of the letter, Mike's about to yell at he us. wrote, the only numbers left are friends and family members that go to work. He spray painted Landa's number on the wall above the bathtub. And in reference to Addie, he wrote, I loved her on the living room wall. And then on October 17th is when he went to the Omni rooftop and at 8.30 p.m. sharp, he jumped off the roof. My thing is, is why 8.30 p.m.? I like, I wonder what that meant. I don't think it meant anything. I think he just was finishing his drinks. Yeah. And then just waited till it was like an even number on the clock. Like it's 5.59 right now. If we were going to jump in, we would wait a minute to jump at 6. What do you think it has anything to do with the time? I don't know. Or he just got there at whatever time, and then he was like, I'm drunk he enough, I'm going to do it. Hour, yeah, he probably needed to get the liquid courage to go. Yeah. So um, his parents found out about it. You know, news traveled quick. Lana hated him. She had all the emotions. She was like, I hate him for doing this, but then I'm glad he did it because I didn't want to put my kids through a trial. Oh, and, that's true. Um, and then she was like... Um, she was pissed that he chose his last days to be full of that shit yeah. instead of like spending time with his kids. His parents didn't have a funeral for him. 
they had the body cremated and they never picked up his ashes. They left them there so Aunt Alana and his kids can have them. Oh. So Lana held onto these ashes and she was like, she, one minute she'd be angry and she'd be like, I'm setting these bitches on fire in the backyard. But then she'd remember him for a great dad that he was like, she saw the good and the bad. Yeah. So she didn't do it. Addie was also cremated and nobody picked her up for months. Like they tried to get a hold of the family. Like nobody really missed her. So she wasn't picked it, picked up until like February the next year. Oh, wow. um, and her family just kind of never even responded to Ethan oh, about that's anything. Fun. That's nice. So here's just one. Here's the horrible thing about Addie is like she's the victim and she kind of gets the worst part of it. Like yeah. because she's the one that had the worst temper. She's the one that didn't have the family to speak on her behalf. And then her job, this is the worst. Her job, the spotted cat, that's where she was working, where <laughs> she, I know I went, I went in there. <laughs> when, she, when she died, they made shirts. And the shirt said, nothing says loving like my girlfriend in the oven. <gasps> no! <laughs> it's horrible. No! They made tons of money off these shirts at the expense of their own employee. Like, I, I can mean, see if it was, like, somebody else's employee, but <laughs> this is yours. <laughs> Would you have bought a shirt? I'm about to order one online. Probably. <laughs> and this is what's horrible. Is like, it's horrible, it's great, because... Weird. It's not great. I know. Real bad. Because Morbid was talking about this and they were like, now you can like tour. Oh, the they were saying how disgusted they were about it. One of them was like, I couldn't do it. And the other one was like, I'm pretty sure I would go. Yeah. And that's me. Like I would go. This was, this is why, this is why my first day in New Orleans was the best day because I went to all these places. Right? Yeah. So I think it's just different people, and that's why they have all these tours story. Oh, well, tell, I end it. tell us. Ethan Brown was such a good author, and he was such a good researcher, right? Yeah. When he was looking through Zach's military records, he found a life insurance policy for $250,000, and it was a rare one because it pays even when it's suicide. So he brought that to Lana's attention, and as of this book, as of this book, she had had a lawyer, and she was actually about to get the policy <gasps> paid out to her and her kids. Wow! So yay, yay! Zach. Not Zach for at least that. Oh. Oh, I mean, because he got the policy out, and he left it to her and her and the kids. Oh, okay. Um. So yay, like one good thing. But yay out of this. for the author guy who found it. Yay, Ethan. Because otherwise, nobody... I would go on vacation with Ethan. Did I tell you that Ethan ended up moving to New Orleans just to write this book? He immersed himself he had to, wow. in New Orleans just wow. to Does channel. he have any other books, or is he like... He does, but I can't remember any now. But he's. it was pretty good. It was really good. And he channeled his inner Zach just like I did when I was there. Yeah, so I feel absolutely. like me and Ethan would may be good partners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you trying to fire me? Uh, no. <laughs> we'll write a book together. Okay. We'll write your book together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he will move to Waco and live in Get Ethan here so room. he can write my book. <laughs> so last but not least, Margaret Sanchez. This is actually like could be another story. This was Addie's good friend down there. She wasn't talked about on that podcast, but if you watch any of the documentaries, she's on there. She's crying like her and Addie worked together for years and years and years, right? She was later arrested in 2002 for guess what? What? 
murder, decapitation, and dismemberment of a stripper in the French quarters who went missing. What? So supposedly. Wait, Margaret. Who is this? Is this Addie's friend? Addie's friend, Margaret Sanchez. Okay. Addie's friend, Margaret Sanchez. Her and her boyfriend and hired a stripper. Hired a stripper. To come home with them, and I guess there's I had some upside down pineapples on the door. Well, yeah. And um, then the girlfriend never, sh- and then the stripper never showed up anywhere else. She went missing after that. And they murdered. And supposedly, well, she's in jail for decapitation and dismemberment, and they dumped her body in the Mississippi River. So they drove. Wait, what does it have to do with Addie? Just because she worked with her, she's best. She was best friends with Addie. So what's crazy is it okay. happened in the French quarters. Uh-huh. She's Addie's friend. She was on the documentary talking about how sad she was oh, and how she was horrible oh. of a crime that it was, and how could Zach do that to her? But she went and did it a couple years later she, to somebody else. What? Yes. Wow. It can actually be a little mini, I mean, a little, like, quickie episode that we do because it's not a big story. Maybe that's my last story of December. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But there you go. Zach and Addie, tragic tale. Zaddy. They are zaddy. Wow. They were zaddy till they were not anymore. Yep. I think we need to go to New Orleans and find another story. Oh, my gosh. I bet you do. Let's go straight to La Laurie or La Laurie. La Laurie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she needs just to wa- go, Just go watch American Horror Story. The uh, best. The, which, I don't know which one, which season it was. But it's all about her. It's great. It's, uh, I can't remember. Is it Coven? I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Anyways, y'all, thanks for tuning in. You guys ha- will hear our voice every week this month like we know it's christmas but this is our christmas present to you guys yep i'm gonna have a christmas one coming for you she's gonna find a good christmas murder right before the holidays just for you um we are glad you tuned in don't forget to send this episode or any of our others to a couple of your friends yeah tell them to tune in and when you're out there shopping guys just pay attention Pay attention. Don't be on your phone walking out the store to your car and somebody's going to attack you and then they're going to steal your gifts and then they're going to steal your life. So don't do that. Yeah. Yep, yep. People are real crazy around this time of year. Anyways, we will see y'all next week. Don't forget to... Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Adios. Amigos. Chicas. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.